Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Praise the Lord. Amen. I was, I was kind of um, spoken over to preach, so I'm going to obey the Lord and I'm going to preach. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to grow in preaching the word. Amen. So let's just say that I, I'm okay. God, he's going to make a preacher out of me at some point. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, well, here we are midweek. Amen. And, and we still got a little bit of week to go. So I pray that the Lord, uh, comes for you tonight and that you leave filled amen and reaffirmed and, and encouraged amen so that tomorrow when you come into tomorrow amen you're ready praise the lord and and whatever happened today leave it today amen it already happened it's already uh, hit amen don't take it into tomorrow don't make it happen twice amen so tonight, amen, I, the title of my message is, Are You a Second Mile Believer? Amen. Are you a second mile believer? I don't know if you guys are familiar with that scripture about uh, going the second mile. Amen. I've been in the Lord. I was, ta- I was uh, sitting with the Lord in prayer, and I was like, man, Lord, I'm almost 40 years in this relationship with you. Next year is my 40th year walking with the Lord, amen? And that is awesome to me because, you know, I'm more in the kingdom. The kingdom has had more of me than the world ever did. And I, and I, and it's just mind-blowing that 40 years are here uh, with me and Jesus, amen? And that he, he found me at 18, amen? You guys are doing math in your head like, she's how old? Amen. I'm old, right? <laughs> Amen. And, and that God has had my life all those years. And, and I can say today like it was in the beginning that, man, he's good. And I love him. And, and I feel like, like I'm just starting with the Lord. Even though it's been that many years, I don't feel like, it's gotten old with the Lord. Amen. It's only gotten better. And he has walked with me in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, and now my 50s. And it's good. It's good. Praise the Lord. Amen. To, to be walking with Jesus. Amen. Well, we're going to jump into Matthew chapter 5, verse 41. Amen. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how this works. Amen. All these little monitors, praise the Lord. You should count me down. Can you do that? Like when I need to wrap it up? Huh? It'll stress me out. (laughs) Just count me out. Like wrap it up, lady. Amen. So Matthew chapter 5, verse uh, 41 says, Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him for two. Amen. That's the amplified uh, version. Amen. I wrote a second one. I don't know what version it is. And should people in authority take advantage of you, do more than what they demand. Amen. That that doesn't sound like 
fun, amen? That doesn't sound like, yeah, that's what I want to do, amen? I, I want to go even further with somebody who's forcing me to go with him at all, amen? Yeah, I want to go extra for that person that is taking advantage of me or demanding of me. That doesn't sound like something you and I would want, amen? We're not wired that way, amen? From day one, I believe man within themselves has has kind of bucked at that, like, you know, uh, you know, don't ask me for extra, amen? We're living in times that you see that, right? Uh, there's no more customer service, amen. There's there there's self-checkout, amen. It's like you do it, amen. There's not that second mile in people anymore. You know, I, my my friend works with uh, in customer service, and she she feels powerful because she can just kind of. It's water. It's water. It's water. She can just, you know, hang up. It's okay, brother. Um, she, she feels powerful because she can just release the call, amen? And sometimes I'm on the phone with her when she's on the phone with somebody, and I'm like, man, that's kind of messed up, you know? But but that's that's the mentality now. Like, we only do the bare minimum, right? It's like what's required of us, you know? But as God's people, right, we're in kingdom ways, we're, we're growing in the Lord, we're learning of the Lord, we're becoming like the Lord, and the Lord isn't, um, he, he's not limited, amen, he's not uh, uh, tightwad, let's just say that, he, he's not withholding, he's not, you know what, God goes above and beyond, amen. And I have read this scripture before, but I never really realized or, or paid attention that it says, whoever forces you. And this scripture, uh, Jesus is talking to, this is the, the verses in the Bible where he talks about, um, you know, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, amen. And our mentality is a get even mentality. Our mentality is, you know what? If you do for me, I'll do for you. If it's convenient for me, then I'm in. Amen. What's in it for me? Our natural mindset is that. Me, myself, and I. Amen. But now here Jesus is is talking to to the crowd. Amen. And he's he comes across this verse and and uh this verse is uh relaying to Roman law. In, in these times, Roman soldiers were allowed to stop anyone that passed and force them to carry um, their package, amen? Whatever they had, it's like, you carry it. They would, they would cause that person, it's like, hey, you, you know what? I want you to carry my stuff, and you're going to carry it for a mile. And they had to because it was law. And so... They were forced under this, and this law was a, a humbling law, amen? Can you imagine? You're minding your business. You're carrying your own stuff, and all of a sudden, the soldier decides, you know what? I want you. I want you to not only carry your stuff, but you're going to carry mine. And you're not going to carry it up the street, amen? You're going to go a mile, because that's what they were allotted. You could require of a person a mile, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, and probably after the mile, it's like he'd find another one to go the next mile, amen, because it was law, and, and they were on a power trip with it, amen, and so this law was humbling to the Jewish people, it was inconvenient, 
and it caused resentment in them. Amen. I think any of us would feel resentful. Like if somebody just obligated us like that, like you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Amen. You're going to carry my load and you're going to go as far as I tell you and you're going to like it. <laughs> Amen. Something in this law tested their heart. Amen. And it revealed their heart just as it would us today. Amen. We get tested by people that, that, that take advantage. Amen. We get tested by people that demand of us. Amen. We get tested by people that, you know what, you're a hard worker and they're slacking off. Doesn't that test you? Like, man, I'm, I'm working hard here, Lord, and they're over there on their phone. I used to work with this guy who was shopping all day. And it's like, hey, aren't you supposed to be <laughs> writing your notes? Aren't you supposed to be getting ready for your next patient? And on the clock, but he was shopping. And I, it just annoyed me, like, wow, and you're getting paid. You know, and just the bare minimum, well, he would write his notes, just Mickey Mouse his notes and turn them in, amen. But, but honestly, when you, when you operate from a place like that, yeah, it might test somebody else's heart, but it reveals theirs, right? That I'm a half-hearted uh, person, that I'm a mediocre person, amen? And so in our flesh and in ourself and our own understanding and our own ways, we give as much. I mean, we are mediocre, but we are now men and women of God, and God begins to stretch you. God begins to say, you know what? Come the one mile, but I'm going to take you the second, amen? And so there are things, even the word of God, amen, because it is law. It can test your heart. It can, it can challenge your heart because it's like, man, God, I have to forgive. I, I, I have to swallow my pride. God, I, I have to bless, you know, and if you start to feel like you have to, then you're going to be resentful. Then you're that, then doing those things is going to feel like a load on you. Amen. But if you begin to say as unto the Lord and, or you know what I get to, I get to do in the house of God. I get to, uh, reflect the Lord because I'm a son of God now. Amen. I get to show the world Jesus through my life. It's not a, I have to, we get to, because you were chosen, amen. And really, if you look around, amen, none of us were, the Bible says, were, were, you know, gifted. None of us were wealthy. None of us were anything really to, to bring. But the Lord chose us. And so that's pretty big, church. And, and so to get to, to get to be part of the kingdom, to get to be a son, a daughter, a reflection of the kingdom of God, is honor. Amen. Um, as we read this passage, the first smile church is law and it is forceful and it is imposed. It is inconvenient. Amen. The word of God, the ways of God often feel inconvenient to our flesh. They feel inconvenient. Amen. And, and just forced. Amen. Because our flesh doesn't work that way. Amen. Our flesh is selfish. Our flesh is is uh indulging our flesh is proud our flesh amen has issues amen but to some uh at, um it's inconvenient and it is for somebody else's advantage uh over us amen when 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 you come into a place of 
submission, right? As, as people, we're not submissive, you know? That's not culture. That's not what we normally are. Like, oh, I'm just so submissive. It's like, you know what? Fine. If we do it because our paycheck depends on it. We do it because we feel on the spot, amen. But it's not really our nature to be submissive, to be willing to humble ourselves, to be willing. No, 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 you go ahead. No, you know what? You shine. You know what? I know what you're doing and not doing, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vouch for you anyways. No, that's not in our nature. We are not that by nature, church. Amen. The first mile is for somebody else's benefit and gain, and sometimes for their glory, for their honor, and for reward on their lives. Amen. You and I can feel humbled, resentful, upset, even angry and irritated, amen, by those things. The first smile reveals our hearts, our character, um, our work ethic, amen, our integrity, which means doing what's right because it's right when nobody's looking, amen. We're supposed to be people of integrity, church, amen. All these show our morality and if, you're more, if our morals are grounded in God or not. The world has good people in it right? We, we know some good people, amen? They have good morals. They believe in, in living right, amen? But they're not grounded in God, amen? Their goodness and their morality spotlights them, amen? When we are grounded, our morals are grounded in God, then we spotlight God. It's for the glory of God, amen? Our morality is founded upon God's word, his law, amen? God's convictions, God's spirit, God's ways, amen? And these supersede natural law, natural emotion, natural you, your nature, amen? So God's ways, God's spirit, God's laws go past that. They supersede that, amen? And for you and I, Amen. Now we go into the second mile uh, of challenge and choice. Amen. The first mile, the Bible says, whoever forces you, takes advantage of you, compels you, obligates you. Come on. The first mile is that. You don't have a choice. Right? It's by obligation. It's by force. Amen. Let's go back to uh, chapter uh, 5 of Matthew, verses, uh, we come up to verses 38. You got that, son? Because here Jesus is starting to, to disciple, amen? He's starting to teach kingdom. Because his ways are not our ways, church. He's starting to impart kingdom into those that he's speaking over, amen? In Matthew 5, we're going to go up to verse 38, and it says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to oppose an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn your other cheek to him as well. Yeah, right, huh? This is my other cheek. <laughs> if someone wants to sue you in order to take your shirt, let him have your coat too. If someone forces you to go one mile, go two miles with him. Give to everyone who asks you for something. Don't turn away 
uh, anyone who wants to borrow something from you. Amen. That little portion of scripture is deep. Right? Even reading that kind of makes you cringe a little bit. Like, what? You know, let somebody slap the other side. You know, and it's, it's look, we can read the word of God and it can just seem so literal. But there are things in life that, amen, it's not somebody actually slapping you, but it could feel like a slap, right? A disrespect, a disrespectful uh, word, amen, a, a disregard for you, man, that's like a slap in the face, amen? Uh, uh, even your own household can make you feel like that. Like, man, you disrespected me right there. You know, I didn't raise you like that, amen? And God says, you know what? Turn the other cheek, amen? Don't come back at it. Don't come back at it, amen? Come into me so that you can come to it, amen? He's trying to bring uh, a mentality from out of law into grace here, church. Uh, he is leading them from law because Old Testament was law, now we're New Testament, and Jesus is here. And he's speaking these things, amen, to the people that he was speaking uh, to, amen. And he's walking them into new covenant, amen, a mindset of grace, right? And from grace, you can go, church, amen. From grace, you can go the second mile. And the, and the awesome thing, amen, about um, the second mile, amen, because it's grace, you come out of law, and law kills, amen. Law takes freedom. You don't have a choice, amen. And, and even today, even in, as people of God, you can be in situations, amen, that that yeah lord i'm humbling myself yeah lord i'm i'm choosing grace god but lord uh people god and things and situations amen i feel like i don't have a choice here amen i feel like i have no freedom god i feel like i'm dying here god and says and god says yes but my grace is sufficient praise the lord amen church mile two you and i decide do i go or do I not, right? First one was obligation. First one was forced, amen. Second mile, now you choose. Now you have freedom, amen. And what happens in the second mile is you're no longer carrying anybody else's load, right? They were only required to carry the load for one mile. So here we are at mile two. What are you going to do, church? Are you going to go past others? Are you going to go past yourself? Are you going to go past your flesh, your pride, your hurt, your offense, your loss, amen, your wants, amen? Something shifts in that second mile, church, because grace comes in, and grace gives you the second wind that you need, amen? Uh, Long-distance runners have uh, this thing that they hit a wall, right? If, 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 I don't know if there's any runners in here, but amen, but every runner hits a wall when they're going the distance. And they have to uh, be trained and conditioned, amen, to go past that wall. What the second mile does for you and I as runners, because we're running a race, church, is that it gives you the second wind. Amen. You could be in a trial, in a situation, waiting on the Lord, for a long time and you feel like man god i don't have anything left i've hit this wall in my life and god says i've got the grace i've got the second win for you amen to get past this wall amen past this challenge this setback this 
painful place, amen, I want to take you beyond that place. And see, the second mile, church, the soldier's no longer with you. If, if you learn from mile one, then second mile, you're the soldier. You soldier up. Amen? And in that second mile, amen, Jesus is with you. First mile, it's you and yourself and the weight of what you're carrying. If we take that perspective, church, mile one, amen, in mile one, then mile two kicks in and freedom comes because you're choosing to gain and not to lose it. And you are not allowing mile one to disqualify you. A lot can happen in mile one, amen? You can give under the weight of that thing, amen? You can give into your flesh. You can give into resenting, amen, that this thing, you had no choice. Amen, how many of you in here have been through something that, man, I didn't ask for that? That was somebody else's choice, and I'm living underneath that thing. Tell me you're not going to feel that. Tell me you're not going to resent that. Tell me you're not going to be angry about that. Man, I didn't even have a choice in this thing. That was their choice. But I'm living underneath it. I wasn't even ready for that. Amen? The consequences of somebody else's choice, church, can be so heavy on a person. And you can become bitter. You can become resentful. You can hate your life. You can feel stuck. And there they are <laughs> walking with you. And it's like, I resent everything about the fact that you're even here. And here we are, and God is saying, keep moving, keep going, keep going, because you only have to do this for one mile. Mile two, I've got you, and my grace is coming. And my grace is going to give you the second wind that you need. And my grace is going to take off that burden, that load, amen, of that choice that you didn't even make, amen. I got you. Second mile humbles the one who humbled you, amen. They had the power. They had all the power. Uh, amen, and, and, and you submitted, well, you didn't really have, you were forced to that thing, amen, and it was humbling. But now you're choosing to say, you know what, I'm going to show me, you, and everything around me that I'm made of more than what you put on me. And I'm going to go beyond this place, amen. And in that place, you get your dignity back, church, I believe that's why Jesus said go, because he knows what mile two can attain for us, right? Don't just like, man, I'm done with this thing, mile one, here we are, mile one, I'm done. No, God's like, man, if you just go a little bit further, if you just go a little bit further, amen, um, he's there, and God is not a withholding God, amen. Well, where were you, God, mile one? Well, I was building you, and I was training you, amen, and I was soldiering you up, amen. Remember I said, the soldier's no longer with you because now you are soldiered up, amen, and discipled up. So, look, even if you feel like 
in your walk, you're back at mile one because you're in a place of, man, I'm resentful. Man, I'm having a hard time. You know what? But now you're a soldier. Even if, you, if you're falling back to a mindset that you feel burdened, that you feel underneath something, amen, you're a soldier now. And there, yeah, there's a soldier. Well, go get somebody, amen. Show them the way out, amen, because you've come out of mile one before, amen. And that soldier that's, that's put it on you again, amen, that situation that came back on you again, amen, you know you know that walk. You know that terrain, church. And you know that there's a second mile. And you know that grace, it, it didn't stay there. You know grace now, amen? And it's not just for you. You and I are not soldiering up, amen? You and I are not underneath stuff and going through stuff just to say, man, I made it a mile, we come out of those things and out of those places, and we grow out of those places, church. We, you know, I don't know the load. I don't know how much the, these Roman soldiers carried and put on people. Amen. But I'll tell you, one mile will build you, right? You get you some muscle, get you fit. Amen. It's not like, well, no, 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 don't. I've already uh, used him for a mile. There could be another soldier and say, I don't care. That was your mile. And here comes another person. It puts another burden on you, another weighty thing on you. And man, you're just like, man, I didn't even get to rest from the last mile. And now this other person is loading me up with their stuff, right? Because it could feel like that. You come out of a trial, out of a, a situation, and you're like, here comes another trial. And you feel like, I, I can't catch a break. And it's like, keep going, keep going, because that thing that you feel is going to choke you out and take you out in the end is going to build you. It's going to build you, amen. It's going to make you fit for the kingdom of God. It's going to give you the strength that you don't have if you don't walk this smile, amen. We don't want the weight of things. We don't want circumstances that are hard, church. We don't want to have to do what we don't want to do. And it's not about you wanting to. You need to. You need to. Look around. The world is not an easy place, church. And the kingdom of God is not made of wimps. We're all tough and big and bad and in your face in the world, and we come into the kingdom of God, and everything's so hard. I quit. I'm out. I don't belong. They don't talk to me. That's all it takes to take you out. You're all wild at Walmart, wanting to fight everybody at Walmart. I, man, I, right? People know my Walmart story. I needed to get delivered from Walmart. I would flesh out at Walmart, and Jesus had to set me free. But he let me go to Walmart to get that out of me. I'm like, girl, what's wrong with you? You know, aren't you saved? It's like, yeah, but not in Walmart, you know. <laughs> it's demonic at Walmart. <laughs> and God's like, get in there and get rid of that in your life, amen. Uh, you see me as a greeter now at Walmart. <laughs> Welcoming. I'm coming for Isaac. We're going to work together, amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verses 38 and 39 Okay, I'm going to read it here because this is not the version of my Bible. And 
It's amp. I don't know what AMPC is. Amplified. What? Wow. There's so many versions. Okay. So okay. Here we go. But the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction, res respecting man's relationship to God and defying things, and holy fervor born of faith and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. Amen. You and I are not called to shrink back, church. I'm going back. No, you're not. We're here to please God, amen? You're not ever going to please people. We're here to please God. And the minute you're trying to please people, you're going to go back to mile one. And you're going to have issue in your heart, amen? Well, they didn't appreciate what I did, amen? And nobody else stepped up. And see, you're, now you're talking from mile one. You start resenting. You start feeling obligated. You start feeling resentful. You start doing things because nobody else is doing it. So somebody has to step up. You're back at mile one, amen? You're shrinking back. You're shrinking back, amen, to your nature, Keep going, church. Go back to, you know, keep going. Walk it out. Walk it out. Take that mile. Walk it out. Because you got to go back to grace. You got to go back to mile two. Amen. Unto the Lord. Because I get to. Because I want to. Because I'm blessed. Amen. Because the Lord has done so much for me. Amen. Go back. Walk out mile one, amen. Get it out of your system again, amen. And get back to mile two, church. Because when we shrink back, we no longer please the Lord. And that's what we're in this for, amen. Luke chapter 9, uh, verse 62 in the New Living Translation, amen. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts his hand to the plow, amen, we're all... We all should have our hand to the plow, amen, and then looks back, is not fit for the kingdom of God. God wants us to be fit for the kingdom, amen. Some of you in here are fit for the world, amen, like I'm fit, I'm, I'm you know, okay, that's all good, but you got to be fit for the kingdom too, amen. Don't take your hand off the plow, amen. If you're looking back, you're going crooked. If you're looking back, amen, you don't even know where you are. And you get out of shape. You get out of spiritual shape, church, the minute you start looking back. And you're no longer fit. This is a race of endurance, amen. We better stay fit, right? Sometimes, church, the obligator, the legalistic one, the one who puts the load on us is us, <laughs> Did you know that? Sometimes we do it to ourselves. Sometimes we get in our head the way we can get in our head. Sometimes it gets loud in our head, amen. And sometimes that place that you feel burdened by, amen, you did to yourself, amen. We can all feel like a mule, amen. You know, mules existed in the Bible. <laughs> But these Roman soldiers decided, no, I don't want a mule. I want a man. 
I'm going to humble that man. I'm going to humble that woman. Amen. They could have easily, hey, here's, here's, here's a mule. Here's a donkey. Throw your load on that. But they chose to oppress and humble the Jewish people. Amen. And sometimes the enemy wants to humble you like that. Amen. Sometimes the enemy wants to just throw things on you. Amen. And, and, and yoke you and make you feel so burdened and so humbled. Amen. And you know what? Come to the Lord because his yoke is easy. I, I've, I've read that scripture. I don't know how many times, but you know what it says to learn of him. The yoke of the Lord is not only to unburden you and to be light for you, but it's also to teach you, you know, are you are you alongside with Jesus? One thing I said to you guys is the soldiers in the first mile, the second mile, you're walking with Jesus. You're now yoked with Jesus. Amen. And so whatever comes in that second mile, you're going to learn from, and it's not going to burden you, church. And his grace is there. We think mile one... Mile two is going to be like mile one. And it's not because God's not obligating you. He's letting you decide. Do you want to go beyond yourself? Do you want to learn of me? Do you want to know the sufficiency of my grace? Then walk with me because I'll meet you at mile two. Amen. I think of when, when you break down on the highway, there's these little markers, right? So if you break down the, the highway patrol, it's like, well, where are you at? Mile, they're miles, right? They're markers so that they know where to find you. And so there's, we're in this road, amen, towards Jesus. And let me tell you, he's got markers. He knows where you're at. Amen. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm worn out, man. I'm on mile a million and one. Amen. And God's like, I know exactly where you're at. He's got GPS on you. He knows exactly where to find you. And he knows exactly the measure of grace that you need in that place. Amen. There's not a place that you can, that you can go so far out. Amen. There's not a terrain, uh, you know, that is so rough that Jesus, that God, the father cannot get to you. Amen. And bring the provision that you need in that place. And in that season of your life. Amen. Um, I love that the sufficiency of God's grace is, um, you know, it's like, yeah, it's enough, but it's the adequate measure that you need because there's times that you need a whole lot of grace, right? Sometimes, imagine if he just gave you a whole bunch of grace all the time. Then we would feel so entitled and we would feel, we would cheapen that grace because, oh, you know what? I've got so much of God's grace. I could, I could slip and slide right here. Because there's just so much grace. No, God brings you the adequate measure that you need. Amen. And God's grace fulfills the law. It humbles all that mile one tries to do to us. Amen. And mile two comes, amen, to accomplish 
through us and for us. Amen. Mile one tries to humble you. Amen. And do to us. Amen. Mile two wants to do through you and for you. Be it strengthen you, be it mature you, amen, be it free you, amen, because freedom comes. Remember, mile one was burden. Mile two, amen, you're choosing, and now you have freedom, church. You and I have free will. God doesn't obligate us. God doesn't make us. God doesn't burden us, amen. Mile two, there's freedom there because you are choosing now to take God at his word and take his grace to keep going, to keep growing, to keep maturing, amen, to become, amen, a soldier for the Lord. And so should you find yourself back at mile one, amen, I'm coming for the soldier. The soldier's not coming for me now. Because that soldier needs Jesus. Amen. That's why we're walking mile one. Amen. Because God is building you and I to make disciples. Amen. So that when you go back, and no matter how heavy it seems, amen, my mission is no longer to complain, no longer to feel the weight of this thing. My mission now is to get this soldier, to get this soul. Amen. So now you're going to look at this verse a whole different way, church. Amen. Uh, Jesus walks with us and makes room for the bound soldier to be free. Church, go. If you leave with anything tonight, it's the word go. And go is an action word. Go. God tells us to go in, in different passages. Go and make disciples, right? Go into the highways and into the byways. Here he's telling us, go the second mile. Go beyond yourself. Go beyond yourself, amen? And in order to, you go to grow, right? Go to grow because otherwise you're just going to be burdened in this whole walk. There's no freedom in it. There's not going to be joy in it for you, church, because all you're going to feel is the weight of, you know, others, emotions, how you feel, amen, uh, there's no joy. In the, in the kingdom of God, church, it's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost, amen. So you go the second mile, and you will see what you haven't seen before. Go and know, uh, and you, that, a, a you that you have not known before, amen, because You've been under the burden of so many things. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you're really capable of. You don't know why you went through that situation, amen? Otherwise, man, that thing owned you. That heavy thing, that hard thing, that painful thing, if you stay there, then it owns you. You will never testify about it. You will never give God glory in spite of it. Amen. You know what, God? I want to give you glory that, you know what, that thing that tried to bury me, that thing that tried to own me, that thing that tried to take me out, God, I'm choosing to go past it and give you glory. It did not own me. And look, I know that there's things in life that hit hard. And they hit heavy, and they can feel like, man, I'm under, I'm underground. This thing has is burying me. But mile two, Jesus is there, and grace is there, and you know what? 
Jesus is the resurrection. And he'll bring you back to life. And that thing will not own you. It will build you, church. Go and free someone who wasn't free before. Somebody made the round for you. Somebody went the second mile. Maybe somebody's going the second mile for you right now, and you don't even know it. They are on their knees crying out for you. They went past what they've been through and got a hold of Jesus, and Jesus got a hold of them, and now they know how to go beyond the natural. They've tapped into Jesus. Because where you and I end, he begins. That's why we're born again. Right? Jesus begun in your life. We all had our Jesus moment, and we became born again. Praise the Lord. I'm going to uh, end with Psalms 84. Um, For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. God never holds out, church. And everything that we face, we endure, we come across, being in the kingdom of God, God supplies what we need. He doesn't hold out on you. If you stay at mile one, then you're holding out on the Lord. And I'll tell you why. Because what you're saying to the Lord is, you know what? All that happened in mile one, it's bigger than you. You weren't big enough. You didn't.